And it's time now for the food show. Every afternoon we sit down, we talk about food and restaurants and cooking and wine. And this is just barely in the afternoon, so here we are on Saturdays, too. Always a pleasure to be here on Saturdays because, although I do uh, a program that's almost identical to this one all week long on 105.3 FM HD2, although I do that you know, every day, and we've been doing it for 30 years, uh, the one on Saturday that makes its way onto the big 870, and a great place to be, uh, is interesting to me because I get... Uh, the same kind of questions and comments, more or less, but we get them from people who are totally different from the people who listen to me during the week. And I don't know why that is or whether it means anything, but uh, it, it is something that uh, makes for a little more variety on the program than we, we have during the week. So we'd love to hear from you. Our telephone number is 260-1870, 260 and uh, you're welcome to bring up anything you uh, you want to about the restaurants of our city, the uh, uh, the uh, wine that we drink, the food that we drink, and the holidays. We are uh, in the middle of the busiest time of the year for restaurants. New Year's Eve is the biggest ta- uh, day of the year, at least in the evening. I think Mother's Day still beats it out by a little bit. And uh, so it's on our minds if you're going out to eat. On Thanksgiving, uh, uh, Thanksgiving, how'd that get in here? New Year's, if in case, thank you. Uh, uh, if you are looking for a place to go on New Year's Eve, uh, call me. I've got a bunch of suggestions for you. Just give me an idea of what kind of uh, cooking you like, what kind of style of the restaurant that you like, and we'll find something for you. And I hope to hear from you. Uh, 260-1870 is our telephone number, and uh, feel free. We'll be here for a full three-hour program today. Great to be here all that time. And uh, also, if you have a report on what you ate on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, or Christmas Day, uh, please, please, I'd love to hear from you because I get asked about that uh, every season. You know, it's we're over with it for, for now, uh, uh, Christmas season. Uh, and on to New Year's, but uh, next year at this time, people will be asking me for some ideas about that, and the best I can do is go to one of them at any of those days, and so uh, I rely on the experiences of everybody else to uh, give us a buzz, and I'll collect all the information over here and put the word out and give a big thank you to anybody who helps us out with that. 260-1870, anytime you want along the way here. Uh, I've got some good news for you. Uh, I saw an article online. I was going through all my email. By the way, if you ever want to ask me something or tell me something and you uh, you feel funny about going on the radio, you can always send me a message, uh, uh, or not, uh, not a text message. I don't, I don't play with text messaging too much. But if you send me an email uh, question and answer or whatever, uh, my email address is tom at nomenu.com. I do read every piece I get, and I uh, respond to just about everything, although not immediately. So if it's something you need to know in the next hour, uh, send it to me anyway, but I'm not going to get to to you in time. So anyway, uh, as we are uh, moving into this, uh, there's, there's this article I ran into. I'll tell you about it in a minute, because did you say Jerry was there? Gary, oh, Gary, I'm sorry. Gary, welcome to the food show. Jerry, welcome to the Hi. food show. Yes, how are you doing? 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bumming out. Uh, morning call. Finally, their little battle is uh, yeah. come to an end, as I understand, and they have to be out like at the end of the next month or something like that. I uh, don't know. I haven't seen anything about it, uh, and so I, I always assume that everything is status quo until I can get somebody on the phone to, who will tell me what's the deal. Well, we went there but last it, night. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, and they were they were saying it themselves. Uh, the little waitress, yes, sir. Yeah. Well, uh, that's kind of how the the one in Metairie went down too, because I went in there once and I said, "I'm glad to see you're open." And they told me, uh, "We wish we were staying open, but we're not." And that's that's where I heard about that. Uh, that and that's depart- that's a shame. Uh, but uh, you can't coast forever. Right, I know. And but uh, the, what really bugged me out is that uh, the new one coming in. To, but I liked about it, they had a menu, not just uh, uh, beignets, but they had a little menu there, uh, gumbo and red bean and rice and other things. And not ate most of everything on the menu it was good. Yeah. And they had a bar there, which and they were 24 yeah. hours. And those are the three things that are not going to be carried over by the new guys, correct? I don't know. I, I all That's the, the uh, Cafe Du Monde, every all around the city is open all the time. Right. That's what they told so, me. This is not going to be 24 hours. And uh, oh, so well, I, we'll I got to call Tom tomorrow and find out what's going on. And uh, uh, I have stumped the band. Tom doesn't know at this yeah, point. Well, it 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 happens. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I just went to. Uh, oh shucks, man. All right. Yeah. Well, well, there you go. It's the food show. Two six zero one eight seventy is our telephone number. So, uh, our program today is sponsored by Paran's Poor Boys. Paran's Poor Boys now has three locations. The original one is a uh, thirty nine thirty nine Veterans Highway. They've been there since nineteen seventy five, and then they opened up one in Kenner on West Esplanade, uh, pretty close to uh, Williams Boulevard, and now they have uh, the first location in town. It's uh, actually uptown at that. Uh, it's on Britannia Street, uh, right near Upper Line. And uh, all of them have uh, pretty much the same menu, although the one on Veterans Highway, uh, they have probably the most uh, comprehensive uh, menu of all. They not only make poor boy sandwiches there, but they do just about everything else. They do pizza, they do uh, seafood platters, daily specials, red beans, and all the rest of it all the time. Good place always has been. And... Uh, and uh, I would uh, recommend you try any of those. But, uh, you know, the the item that you're going to go crazy over is the roast beef poor boy. The roast beef poor boy is, uh, is always at the top of the list when uh, anybody makes up a list of the best poor boy sandwiches in town. That's certainly the one, one that Perrin's Poor Boys has been doing for a long time. I can tell you in uh, just a few words why it's as good as it is, and here it is. Here's the explanation. They cook everything from scratch in-house. The roast beef, you know, a lot of roast beef uh, poor boy shops, uh, everything comes in already cooked, already sliced sometimes. All they have to do is throw it together, and there it is. But at Perrin's, they start from scratch. They make the gravy from scratch. The whole thing, it's right there. Perrin's Poor Boys, 3939 Veterans, West Esplanade near Williams and Kenner, and now a new location on Britannia Street near um, Upper Line. The, it is uh, Perrin's Poor Boys. Rush. Rush is here. Rush, welcome to the food show. 
Well, thank you, Tom. Thank I was you. just calling about I was calling about Morning Call. They were very successful. They lost the rebid on the lease, and they are very actively looking for a new location. So don't count them out. Just oh, they just I, won't be at City Park. The, you know when they they opened up in eighteen. I want to say 1830s or 1840s around that. They've been around a long time. Long I can't, time. I cannot imagine that they would just drop off the map uh, just like that. It's uh, Well, Louisiana politics or New Orleans politics got the best of them at, at City Park. Uh, and well, they are very actively looking for a new location. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. I hope they get a good one in a great location that's easy to get to. And I hope they get rid of the... Uh, of the uh, 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 those uh, gambling things they had in there for a while at the old one in Metairie, never could figure out well you know why that well, those uh, those things uh, are in any restaurant but uh, anyhow all right well they made money <laughs> could but be anyway, but still... anyway don't don't yeah. write off Barney Cow I certainly would not I've been a big fan for many 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 years. Wonderful. Right. Me too. Thanks for calling. It's the food show. We will come back with more of it in a moment after first, if you will. This, you are listening to the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. It's great to be here with you talking about the food scene around town. I've been trying to get to this thing, but we have, uh, we've been uh, really getting a lot of calls for right at the beginning of a program. We usually have to fight for those, but you are more than welcome. You'll get right in if you call right now, 260 260- uh, 1870, 260, 1870. So anyway, I'm going through all my email uh, yesterday, and I'm stopped by an article that says it's from Food and Wine magazine. Food and Wine magazine is one of the major players in food magazine ships uh, around the around uh, America. So it's very credible. Been around for a long time. Anyhow, I went over to see what this article was about because it said the best. Uh, cities in America for eating. And I thought, well, we'll surely be on that list. So I tune into it, and the first one was Minnesota, uh, I think. I'm going to exaggerate this a little bit. And then Missouri, and then uh, California was farther up than that. But I'm going down, looking at each one of these one by one. The 20 uh, best food cities best eating cities in America. So I'm, uh, you know, about uh, a quarter of the way through, uh, 15 or, you know, however many that is. And uh, I'm looking at uh, Illinois and uh, Carolinas, and I keep looking. We're about halfway through, and I'm looking at Florida. And then uh, um, uh, New York State, and it just uh, keeps on going. And uh, so we get down to, I have three of them left. Uh, it, it was uh, San Francisco and uh, Houston, strangely enough, best cities for eating in America. I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute, we have one left. Is it going to be the obvious thing? I mean, we should, we'd be number one if this was uh, for New Orleans. And sure enough, it was. Food and Wine magazine says, New Orleans is the best eating city in America. If you will uh, buy a copy of my cookbook, I'm not trying to sell you on this, but you'll see right on the cover of the cookbook, America's Best Eating City. And uh, also on a book I wrote called uh, Hungry Town, it's right there on the cover. 
That's how I feel about it, and I, I think we are the best eating city in America. So uh, agree or disagree? And what do you think about that? Now, that's that's pretty good publicity. And you know what? I think last year we were uh, number one on that list, too, so we're holding a place here. I think our food's as good as it's ever been. I'll tell you this. The Revion this year, the Revion is an annual event. Uh, it goes it takes place this time of year, uh, really the whole month of December. And the idea is that uh, restaurant business is a little bit off uh, during the month of December. That's, that is that it was when they first came up with the idea 25 years ago. But lately, uh, December, I'm told, has become a pretty good month for the restaurant business in the quarter and everywhere else. And yet the Revion uh, program just keeps on going. It's about to come to an end. The very last day of all would be New Year's if they're serving it anywhere. Uh, but uh, for sure, you will be able to go there tonight or uh, or Monday, I think, maybe. Who knows? Tomorrow night. Uh, and these Revion menus uh, that are just fantastic. In fact, you know what? I'm going to give me a minute here, and I'm going to pull up one of them each day in my newsletter. I uh, publish... Uh, a list of this and that, you know, it just uh, the, the, this morning I was looking at the, the 12 best places to go for soft shell crabs. Well, I had a few other things along those lines. And uh, while I was looking for it, I kept running into other things. But there was this uh, uh, just yesterday. Well, let me see. If I, um, you know, it's hard to do two things at one time. At least it is for me. Uh, I have. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, okay. We almost got it. Um, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. This is the one that I featured yesterday. Every day in the newsletter, I feature one of the Revion menus. This one is from a restaurant that you might not have heard of. Uh, it's a, a fairly new place. I think it's one of the very best new restaurants of the year. It's called Bar Francis, F-A-R-A-N-C-E-S. That It's not a mistake. That's how they spell it. It's a fairly new restaurant on Ferret Street, Uptown. I've uh, been, you know, four or five times. It's been very consistently good. But they really grabbed me with their Revion menu. And I'm going to give you this as an example of the best of the Revion. First of all, it's a four-course dinner. The price is $50, which is a steal when you hear what's on it. Uh, we, it starts off with crisp pork, pork belly, crispy pork belly, which means that they it's fried. Whenever you see that word crispy, what they really mean to say is fried. But they don't want to use the word fried, so they call it crispy. Okay, sure. Uh Served with chicory, dried shrimp, uh, satsuma, and red chili glaze. And I point out that the chicory is not like what we drink in our coffee. It's the same plant, it, but that's a lettuce, really. <laughs> I know. How does a lettuce work its way into chicory coffee? Well, I'll tell you some other time. Or you can call me and I'll tell you right now. Uh, we, so it, it starts off, that's one of the choices for the appetizer. Then you could also have the duck egg ravioli with smoked onion broth and pepper jelly or the scallop crudo with black garlic, which is an unusual ingredient you don't see very much. Grains of paradise, that's a seasoning from North Africa and radish sprouts. Second course, she crab soup. You'd see that more along like in the Carolinas than here, but it's always good. We certainly have the crabs for it. Butternut squash and dry sherry finish off that item. Market salad, pepitas, those are uh, little the, the seeds of pumpkins that are roasted in the oven. Radishes, long pepper, honey, lavender, and uh, those are, an, or, grill, or getting into the entrees, 
grilled pompano with romesco, octopus, and dill vinaigrette. See how unusual this is? This is all really well thought out and very unusual and unique uh, kinds of ideas. Slow roasted whole fennel, which makes it an appetizer. Uh, I'm not an appetizer, a, a, a dish that could be enjoyed by vegetarians and such. Uh, grilled lamb loin with burnt rosemary spätzle. That's a kind of pasta. Pine nut gremolata. Plaquemines Parish honeycomb. For, this is for dessert with St. Andre cheese and sherry to apples. Or eggnog creme brulee with uh, bread pudding crisps. Uh, that whole dinner, 50 bucks. Uh, anybody who gets that is stealing from the restaurant. It, it, that is a fantastic price for that. And these, uh, these dishes that I couldn't tell you I've ever had any of them. That's how original these guys are. Anyway, the name of the restaurant is uh, Bar Francis, F-R-A-N-C-E-S. It's at 4525 Ferret Street. That would be whereabouts, uh, a little off of uh, what's well, in that, that restaurant row on, uh, on Ferret Street, uh, but three or four blocks uptown side of Louisiana Avenue. We will return with more of the food show after we check in with the news and a few updates of the sports situation. And also, uh, the, and also on top of that, we'll have a weather report for you as well. All of this coming to you uh, from the food show here on uh, the Big 870 WWL and WWL 105.3 FM. Welcome back. It's the food show on the Big 870 WWL. Great to be here with you every day. Call us up. Tell us what's on your mind, what you got planned for New Year's Eve or anything else. If it's about food, it's good enough for me. Call us, 260-1870. And uh, joining us over here is Kim there are two significant Kims in my life. One of them was the guy I used to work for in radio, and the other one was an old girlfriend. I think you're a guy. It's just from uh, just what I'm. That's what I'm picking up. Thanks very much. Listen, I ran across a recipe from the uh, advocate the other day. It's a Leah Chase recipe yeah. for lima beans and shrimp. And I wanted to ask you about it. I found it very, very easy to make and very good. But I wanted to ask you about its possible derivation. Uh, I serve it as an appetizer uh, at room temperature or heated over rice even. It works fine. It's basically Uh poached, lightly poached shrimp in a little crab ball mixed in with beans that have have, with a roux and garlic and onion and so on. Mm -hmm. However, I I just don't know where that came from. I asked a secretary at university here, and she said she's from Vasher, and she mentioned that somebody had, had once cited river shrimp, and lima beans. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have any idea where that could have come well, from? I, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a generality, but I think it really, it really does uh, hold for this. I think that seafood and beans go really, really well together. It almost, as a matter of fact, it doesn't make any difference what the seafood is or what the <laughs> beans are. They always seem to go together really, really well. I had an example of this last night. We were at uh, the Italian restaurant on the North Shore, uh, Del Porto, and they have an appetizer over there that essentially it's uh, strips of grilled bread, and they make this uh, sort of a dip out of uh, white beans, uh, big white beans. Uh, Or or it might be, uh, uh, you know, I forgot to ask them whether that was, it might have been limas. Anyway, they they were cooked to the point where they were very soft, and they, you know they were no longer beans anymore. It was almost like a pate, 
and then also in there was some uh, artichokes. And you can't stop eating this dish. It's it's this everything in it is cheap as dirt, and then but you just you just keep eating it and eating it and eating it. So I, I think the all of the uh, basics are fulfilled in a dish like what you just uh, described. And uh, to me, I'd be more surprised if it weren't good than if it is good. So it, uh, well, I know it was really, happened. yeah, it was very good. And yeah. the 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 oddest one I've ever heard of, though, uh, two days ago was smoked octopus over red beans. Uh, mm, that actually sounds good to me. <laughs> and they and they said it was uh-huh. very good. I think it was some locals doing it, and I love calamari, but I'd never yeah. thought about octopus over red beans, and they said it they, worked very well. So beans and seafood, there it is again. There you go. Yeah, you're Thanks in business you. with beer, with uh, seafood, and beans always go together. Thanks. Yeah, thank you for calling. See ya. It's the food show. Let's see, do we still have, who was, there was somebody else on hold. Uh, Mary, Mary, welcome to the food show. Hello, Tom. Hello there. There are two Marys in my life, my wife and my daughter. Oh, okay. And, of course, Mary, you know. <laughs> well, I'm calling about um, a specific question about butter and sugar, uh, cooking on top of the stove and not, the butter seems to always separate from the sugar. Uh, that would sound about right to me. If I were doing a mixture of butter and sugar, what are you doing with this, first of all? Let me ask you Making that. candy. Making candy. Yes. What I would do is just melt the butter to the point where it's it's really just melted. It's not flowing if you turn the, the container backwards and forwards. It's solid. And while it's still, you could spread it with a knife. Uh, you wouldn't need a spoon or anything to pick it up. If, if you were to put in the sugar at that point, that's that's where to do it. Now, it w- and you, it would be even better if you had the temperature of the butter down to, uh, you know, warm room temperature as opposed to hot. Okay. And here's why. If you were to put just a, a tablespoon or two of butter, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, of sugar into a pan and just turn the, the heat on, you would see that water comes from in the, the sugar itself, and you can dissolve the, all of the sugar in the amount of water that the sugar itself hangs on to. So if you were to put sugar into hot butter, a hot butter, what would happen is that the water would come out of the sugar, and then imagine what a mess that's going to be. <laughs> so I think okay. that's the problem. I would just uh, get, get soften your butter, not melt it, and then add the sugar at that point, and just stir it in, and, and it'll remain its, it'll retain its thickness. And that's it, huh? That, that would great. be my guess on it. I'm just an amateur at this, but uh, I'll bet you that's that does the trick for you. That sounds good to me. Yeah. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Happy. And so do I. Thank you. Oh, happy Happy New Year. Richard is here on the green phone. Richard. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Okay, I just wanted to take you off the speaker. Can you hear me better now? Huh? What? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I uh, was with a gathering of family a while back, and we went to Domenico's, and we were Dominica, the one, the pizza place? No, Domenico's uh, in, in the Roosevelt Hotel. 
Yeah, that's the place. They're mostly uh, the the big big uh, thing is is pizza, but they do a lot of other food too. Well, we were there, and so appetizers. Somebody ordered a cauliflower, and they brought out a whole entire cauliflower. Yeah. And I thought, what in the world is this? That was the <laughs> best appetizer of all the ones we isn't had. Isn't it? Isn't it great? You know that I remember that uh, the where that came from. That, that John, Chef John Besh used to do these things with cauliflower over at Restaurant August, which is uh, mm-hmm. certainly one of the candidates for the best restaurant in town. And and I think that's still true. But uh, what he would get out of this, sometimes he would make what he called a steak of, of uh, cauliflower, and he would cut it across the head and put it onto a grill and cook it like it was a steak or something and serve mm. it that way. Uh, there are a lot of things you can do with that that we're just now discovering. I had a dish a few weeks ago that was uh, the cauliflower was pureed, and it looked just like mashed potatoes, except it didn't mm-hmm. taste like mashed potatoes. It tasted eerily much better. And uh, that's what it was, though. It was a, a mashed-up uh, cauliflower. So a lot more cauliflower being used these days. Well, I was just in uh, um Rouses, and they have some beautiful cauliflowers, and that memory came back to me. And I'm thinking, yeah. I bought one, and I'm thinking, okay, here I have a whole head of cauliflower, and I don't know how to do what I need to do with it. Any ideas? Well, you, it, the classic is to steam it as opposed to boiling it, steaming it. Uh, that's the best way of all I've ever seen. But this idea with the uh, cauliflower uh, you you pick the fl- actual flowers out of it there, and then you cook it down, and then you puree it, and then you strain it. And what you have there, I mean, again, I tell you, it's kind of like mashed potatoes, except it's got a, a fantastic taste beyond that. Put a little butter on it and, you know, and a little cayenne pepper, too. I would That's what I would do. And you'd have something there. But it's a great vegetable. It's real good for you, too. Yeah. So, you know, as far as roasting at all, you don't have any. Roasting it, pop it in the oven, and when it gets brown around the outside, uh, take it out. Uh, no, I'm serious. You know, I know there are some things that are so simple, you know, or they're so good when they're done very simply. I wouldn't, you know, start putting truffles or anything in there. That's, uh, uh, But it's it's a, just a great vegetable. Okay. You, the you less you do to it, probably the, the better off you are. What? Thank you, Connie. I appreciate the help. Thank you very much for the call. We will return with more of the Food Show in a moment. But if you will, please, this. Hi, it's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's great to be here with you talking about the eating and and drinking and all the other things we enjoy around New Orleans. Uh, our telephone number is 260-1870, and Jim joins us over here on the Orange Phone. Jim. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Hey, I found prime rib for $12 on Vets in Metairie. Where did you find this, in a restaurant or in a supermarket? I found it at one of your advertisers. Oh, okay. And my question is, yeah. how do they get such great French bread at Parans? Uh Well, I know where they get it from. Uh, they, they're buying it from... Uh, uh, oh gosh, what's their name? The, it's the, the <laughs> Leidenheimers. That's the biggest bakery in town. They, they have over the years absorbed most of the other French bread houses. But you know what? I think what makes the difference is not so much the the poor boy loaf itself, 
but the fact that they put it in the oven and they bake it a little bit and it makes it crusty around the outside and it holds it up. You know, what I really hate is French bread, uh, poor boys made with French bread that is very soft, and when you take a bite of it, it's like you have to tug it away, and uh, all of the uh, what the insides of it start falling out of the sides. It's, that's that's inept. Where well, have you tried their prime rib at Perron's? I uh, I have. That's an interesting item. It's been on their menu a long time, but nobody ever talks about it, including me. So uh, I'm glad you reminded me of that. But that, well, that's I've something heard always. Yeah, I've heard your uh, roast beef debate, and yeah. and I've even experienced the roast beef. Yeah. You can get it all over yourself if you're driving. But with the <laughs> well, there's prime your problem rib, right there. With the prime rib, they uh-huh. give you the uh, juice in yeah. a plastic container. Oh, well, they'll do that with the poor boy if you ask him. <laughs> okay. No, I'm serious. I mean, uh, you know, every time I get a poor boy, I always tell him I want extra pickles and I want as little of the gravy as you can possibly give me. Now, because the, the vogue is to go to a poor boy shop and say, I want a good sloppy roast beef poor boy. That's the last thing I want. I want a poor boy sandwich that has crisp poor boy bread on the outside and everything is kind of toasty in the middle even and the only way you get that is you put the sandwich together and then you stick the whole thing in the oven for about five minutes but do you have a clue how do they get the prime rib and sell it for 12 bucks uh well it probably isn't as much as let's say if you went to a a restaurant and you had prime rib it would probably be i'd say a good 50 percent less than that but the uh, you get enough meat for a poor boy with a lot less uh, beef there. That's that's oh. what that's about. And one final thing, I had forgotten sure. the great parking they have in the rear. Yeah, they got plenty of room back there. That's the way to go. They also have a they have an uh, they have an entrance back there too, so it's easy to get into. And you know, as long as we're talking about that, I want to remind you that poor uh, that um, Paran's poor boys. And, you know, I, I don't know why. I never remember to tell you about that. But they have on their menu a prime rib poor boy, and that is exactly what they use. In, the regular uh, beef that goes into your typical roast beef poor boy is inside round or top round, as it's also called. But it can be, you could very easily make it with uh, with a prime rib, you know, which is a ribeye steak uh, cooked a certain way. And, I, in fact, I would recommend it. I've had it a couple of times. And now I've forgotten it, but now I remembered because somebody told me. It's the food show. We will return with more of it in just a moment after First Please This. Hello there. Welcome back. It's the food show, and this is Tom Fitzmorris, and it's my pleasure to be here with you on a Saturday. I always love being here on Saturdays because the people who call me are different from the people who call me during the week. I have no idea why or what it means, if anything, but uh, there it is. So I'm glad you're here. Call us, would you? 260-1870. If you have been to uh, any of any restaurant at all uh, during the holidays so far, uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, I would really appreciate it if you would call me and give me a, just a quick rundown. You can make it as long or as short as you want to, and just tell me what you thought of the restaurant. Because the best I can do in trying to gather the information for writing up lists and, and other articles about these things. Uh, I can only, at best, you know, like on Christmas Eve, 
is to eat Christmas Eve dinner once, you know, and that's all I get is once, and I don't even get that because I'm usually cooking a dinner for my own house, so that's another story. Uh, but anyway, i uh, really love to hear you hear from you if you went to uh, a restaurant on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or do you plan to go to a restaurant tonight or, or tomorrow night? New Year's Eve is Monday. And uh, just give me your info. I'd love to have it. And I, I believe everything, every word you say, because if you were not trustworthy, you wouldn't be listening to this radio station. 260-1870 is the telephone number. And our program today is sponsored by The Grill. The Grill is an interesting restaurant in that it is an American, a classic American diner. There are these kind of restaurants all over the country. Uh, my favorite of them, you see them up in the Northeast a lot. Uh, they have a thing called a meat and three. And this means that you go into the place and you choose a meat, let's say hamburger steak, which could very easily be on the menu. And the three would be three vegetables or sides. So you could have a little green salad. You could have some peas or you can have, and you can have some rice. So, you know, you get to pick any of those. That's a, uh, that goes on all over the country, but we've never had much of that here. But the only uh, such place that has made any impact is the Camellia Grill. And it's the Camellia Grill people who also own the grill. Uh, what do they have there? Hamburger. If you are a good hamburger lover, go there and have theirs. I think it can stand as maybe the very best hamburger in the city. It's good and thick. They they cook it on a, a solid, flat-top grill, which really puts a nice crust on the outside and juicy in the middle. But that's only the beginning of the sandwiches they have there. They have more sandwiches than you can shake a stick at, and it's a uh, just a terrific uh, way to have a lunch or a dinner or maybe even breakfast. Oh, breakfast? No, I think I would go over to their omelets. Their omelets are pretty famous. They are fluffy, more than you've ever seen, I mean, and filled with uh, just a a host of different ingredients, almost anything they happen to have in the kitchen, they'll make an omelet out of it, and they'd love to do it. And uh, here is the story on how to do so. It is, uh, the name of the restaurant is just simply The Grill, and it's on Veterans Highway just just before you get to Causeway Boulevard. It's in that new shopping center, and it's immediately adjacent to uh, the... Uh, Trader Joe's that has uh, been part of the new situation around there. The Grill. Shelton joins us over here on the Orange Phone. Shelton. Did, did, did How I get you doing? That right? I'm doing great. Oh, Thanks sure. for So uh, we went out for oh, uh, Christmas dinner, which was an interesting event. Uh-oh. Where where'd you go? Uh, what, where'd you, yeah, where'd uh, you go? Well, we ended up at Landry's, I believe, Landry's. right there where where the old Joe's Crab Shack used to be. Uh-huh, yeah. Out of Lakefront. Yeah. Disaster. Well, <laughs> chain out of Houston. Yep, yep, Big yep, chain. Yep. Big, big yeah. chain of restaurants. It, you know, everything looked like it was going to start great. We got there about, oh, 3.30. Uh, sat down. You know, water, this, that, and the other. It's forever. Yeah. I guess they were running short-staffed. 
Yeah, um, you know, and there's, there's, you never have enough people on the holidays. There's, that's uh, People who work in restaurants typically don't even want to work on the holidays, let alone be forced to do so. Uh, it's it's not a great day to go out. Uh, no, but, uh, and we I, knew that. We, but we've you, been through at least that. you had a nice view. You have to say that. It, it has great, a great view. view. Ordered the food. Uh, yeah. About twenty minutes. Uh, twenty minutes. Fifteen. You know, twenty minutes this later. Is, they this came is back. one of those. This is one of those things where you hardly have to tell me what you were going to tell me because I think you've made the point. And we've run out of time for this hour, but we have two more hours to go here on one hundred one point. Whoops. Yeah, one hundred one point five FM WWL Radio New Orleans. WWL FM HD1, Kenner, New Orleans.